Well, welcome back to Two Pastors and a Mic. My name is Corey. And I'm Shannon. And we're thankful for all of you who listen to us week in and week out. If you haven't already, share this episode. Go write a review. Go give us some stars on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Leave a comment in the YouTube section. Thank you for all of you who join us watching us live, kind of live, whenever you want. Yeah, we appreciate it. We had an amazing comment last we week did. on our podcast, and it was so so encouraging. It was. So I sent it to you, and you were like, already saw it. And I was like, okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah. This week, question of the week. Yeah, so my dad just turned 70 this big past week. So we had a big party for him. Um, a lot of people came out. But my mom, she always has food anxiety. So she went above and beyond all this food, but especially desserts, not just like the cake you sing happy birthday to, but four or five other desserts. And so I got to ask, Hey, would you like dessert? And I'm like, well, absolutely. Well, which one? So I'm like, well, let me start with carrot cake. And then proceeding the next, uh, half an hour, I go up and like have a little piece of everything. And so I got to ask myself, why can't I control myself around dessert? I can say no to a lot of things, even some other foods that I really enjoy. I love, I can say no to, but if it's a dessert, I gotta, I gotta have just at least one bite of something. And if there's 10 things, I'm going to have at least 10 bites of 10 different desserts. Like I can't control myself. So I didn't even ask the question. You didn't. You just started rambling. But that I was the it. question. What's something you can't control yourself around? We are. And we're it's talk- dessert. We're talking about something me. called acrasia. Yeah. What acrasia is, the state of mind in which someone acts against their better judgment through weakness of will, or in other words, and simply put, a lack of self-control. So the question is, where do you lose or lack self-control the yep. most in regards to food? Right. Desserts. Do you know one of our biggest fights, if you're listening and you don't know, Shannon and I have a really good relationship. I remember exactly where it was. What you're getting ready to say. 2014 ARM conference. Yep. We were in um, Restoration's gym. After the service, they had food and some desserts. I brought over a plate of food and then two plates of desserts. Again, I can't say no. However, you were on a diet at the time and I was looking out for you, but again, you didn't ask me to look out for you. So yeah, do you remember what I did? Yeah. You stuck your finger in right in the middle of my food. Oh, you're going to eat that. And yeah. And we fought really pissed. (laughs) You did. It was great. I have zero self-control when it comes to two things. And if you don't know me, my wife and I are plant-based. We've been plant-based since 2019. So we're very strict in what we eat. And I have self-control around food often. I mean, I gave up meat and really haven't had it in four or five years. I have zero self-control around chips and salsa at a Mexican restaurant and the crinkle cut kettle chips flavored salt and pepper favorite all time. They're actually very good. I can go through a whole bag. And speaking of chips, yeah, I just love chips. The the crunch, the saltiness, those, uh, have you seen on TikTok and Instagram reels, they have viral videos of how many tortillas you probably eat when you eat chips and salsa. I haven't seen Someone's like, they throws like a stack of 30 tortillas and they're like why don't you eat this and he's like no that's disgusting how about you fry them and, and bring back salsa and triangles. i'll eat them all <laughs> and cut them in triangles <laughs> and i'm just like dang it yeah when you go out to mexican restaurants i'm probably eating 30 tortillas before even my meal zero self-control around chips and salsa that's hilarious so acrasia 
Yeah. That's what we're talking about today. And it's a word that I came across, I don't know, maybe a month ago or so. And I was Googling just different things about not really self-control, but like knowing some things you should do and you just don't do them. Cause I've, I've been in this like funk, like there's some things in my regular work week or whatever, like I, I need to get this done. I should be doing it. But for whatever reason, like I just don't want to do it right now. Like, what is that? So I'm like, I'm, you know, web MD and hitting stuff. Right. <laughs> what is this? And I came across this word and uh, now I've used it several times over the last month. And then of course I always have to explain it. Yeah. Um, because which, most well, people don't use it which, in everyday Which we're going speech. to do today, but it actually, uh, it helps bring some understanding. Um, and I think once you understand the, the background of acrasia, then it helps you put some action steps in place to really, I'm going to say, have a more, um, I don't know, successful life. And yeah. really acrasia, basically what it is, is the state of mind in which someone acts against their better judgment through weakness of will. Simply put, it's a lack of self-control. Yeah, and it's when should statements or should feelings don't actually lead to action. So it's like, I should stop drinking and smoking. I should stop procrastinating, but then nothing actually changes. And we are all guilty of this yep. in some area of our life. And, and by default, when people act like this, they temporarily believe that the worst course of action is better. Think about that. So when you make a should statement and then don't follow through, the worst course of action is better hmm. for you because you has that should statement didn't actually lead to action. And um, we say a lot of things when we're angry, and that is also a part of acrasia is when you say things because you don't have self-control and you say things you don't necessarily mean and you end up hurting the people you love the most in a moment of anger because of acrasia. Right. And we'll talk about this later with intentions and follow through. But this idea of acrasia, again, we're not doctors talking about this stuff right. just like last week. But there is something now that can give some clarity to what we're going through. For and sure. it is acrasia. And it's why we don't follow through with things. Mm. And often it's because the tendency of the human brain is to value immediate rewards more than right future awards based on our action. And I know you said this earlier, it's why so many Americans have so many money problems, mm -hmm. right? This acrasia really bleeds into our finances uh, a lot, but it's why we have so many money, pro money problems and haven't started actively pursuing even retirement options. Oh, I know I should save for retirement, but eh, yeah, I'll put it off. Or right now we've been going through um, estate planning oh, yeah. and getting our wills done and um, all of the power of attorney stuff that we need for financial, for medical, our living will. And it's one of those things. I'm 43 years old and just now getting around to fully getting this all done. And it's one of those things. I got married at 23 and uh, I think someone told me I should probably go ahead and do that right after I got married. Uh, I should do that. Yeah, it sounds really good. I'll get to that eventually. Um, and yeah, here it is exactly 20 years after <laughs> honestly after you just were like oh i didn't do this but i'd be curious to know how many of our listeners have actually gone through with estate planning because i think not a lot of people have done this at least the conversations i've had with people when i'm talking hey we're going to be doing this as a church and offering it 
for people to go through one of our attorney friends that is going to be doing a presentation in April for us. Mm -hmm. I, people have been like, what is it? And other people have been like, not, not yet. Right. I'll deal with that later. And sometimes it's morbid to think about. I know, I know within it is crazy. This, we're yeah. talking about what, what's, what we're going to do when we die, whether it's being buried, cremated or whatever. And Mel and I had to have these conversations and then where are we going to be buried or where are our cremation remains going to be buried? And so we're just even getting that stuff settled. Wait, you're going to bury cremation remains? We are in an urn. I don't want no urn. I don't want, if wait, I wait, die. You're, if you get cremated, you're just going to bury the cremation? In a burial plot, bury the urn. Yeah. What? That's a thing? Yeah. I thought if you get cremated, you either keep the urn or you're like spread the ashes somewhere and then. You can also bury them. Matter of fact, it's illegal to spread ashes in most places. I know. That's one of those things that's easier to ask for forgiveness <laughs> than permission. You just do it. Yeah, Wait, but, I'm just so rattled right now. You, wh Why not just bury? Uh, I mean, we're just at your house no. in the backyard? <laughs> like, no. you're looking at me all no. weird. Like, what yeah, do you like, mean? If you're going to... You have to have a place to bury them. And here's what I yeah, want. Yeah, but I, why get cremated if you're just going to bury the cremation anyways? Well, it's way cheaper to be cremated. Well, they yeah. go through the process. I know, but then why buy a the plot coffin? of land to bury the cremation? So you have a place. So I'm I don't know why rattled. we're talking about this now, but uh, you know, for me, if something were to happen to Mel, like I want a spot that I could go and visit. I don't want it to be, you know, well, I might not live at the house I'm always in. I don't want to bury her in the backyard or well, well, in some somewhere. I think it's illegal somewhere. to bury someone in, <laughs> on your property. <laughs> I'm saying the remains. And yeah, I don't that want, would be, I don't want so her rattled. remains in an urn on my shelf. Yeah, that's weird too. That's, that's what I'm saying. Go I'm to a cemetery. I'm and, and I'm throwing her ashes in Lake Michigan and I'm not keeping the urn. Okay. Hey, there you Gonzo. go. Then you've already thought about it. You yeah. know exactly what this you want to do. This is funny. This is not what we I want planned, a spot to I, go to. I just got so rattled. <laughs> But I think it's important to go back to what you said, because you said something really good, and I'm probably going to butcher it, but something about how we value uh, immediate return gratification. or gratification more than later in life. And that speaks to so much. Uh, I, I know I have so many different areas of life where being in ministry, you see this play out in people's lives so often. It's why they don't stay consistent with a workout and nutrition. It's why they don't plan, like you said, for retirement. It, it's why they don't engage with their spouse consistently. And then 18 years pass and your kids move out of the house and they go, who am I left with? You know what I mean? Yep. And so like, it is important to address the ability to delay gratification for the betterment of your future self and family. Because honestly, I think that's a great conversation of a definition definition of success yeah and i don't know what podcast it was i just now thought of it but i even preached this idea that we should be willing to choose the pain of discipline over the pain of regret and right. it kind of goes along it, with this like okay there's some things you need to be disciplined in and one of those things might be to delay the reward or the gratification for your future self right yeah so there are actually three types of acrasia, catastrophic, uh, I can't even speak. Catastrophic. Catastrophic, routine, and momentary. And these are kind of cool to go away or go through them. You as the listener, pay attention to this. Does anything hit home with you? But catastrophic acrasia is when, and hopefully these are rare moments, but when events cause you to spend many hours or days being acratic, and this oftentimes happens um, 
during death of a very close a capture of trauma. One. Yeah, trauma experiences. But it includes like binge watching Netflix and not just binge watching a show, but like consistently hours and hours turns into days where mm-hmm. you can look back and be like, holy smokes, I watched four episodes of Yellowstone in two and a half days. Like that's not healthy. Um, scrolling social media. <laughs> that's not. Oh, wow. Okay. That just rattled me. Why? Four, four episodes in no, two I said and a half four days? Season. Oh, d- if I said, episodes, said episodes, I meant I think. four I was like, okay. Seasons. Four, four seasons. Oh, okay. Guilty. I'm on the catastrophic <laughs> scale right now already. Uh, scrolling social media or gaming for hours. Um, YouTube dives. And I've been guilty of a couple of YouTube dives. Yeah. I've talked in a couple non-serious things. And TikTok all of a sudden dives. I'm looking at how giraffes fight, which by the way, is a hilarious YouTube search. I did not know they swing their necks at each other. It is wild bananas. I said that word again. So like anything where you're spending uh, hours that turn into days of just mindless wasting of your time. Yeah, the second thing and type of acrasia is routine acrasia. And Mm -hmm. this is when every day you spend maybe a medium time on behaviors, behaviors that do you harm. Um, so this would be like 15 minutes up to a few hours. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily the four to eight hours into days, Mm -hmm. but some of the things might include using your phone. The very first thing you do after waking up. Yeah. Which is very bad. And I'm guilty of this. I check my phone first mixed because I have the sleep app thing on, on the iPhone. So I'm checking text messages. I'm checking sports scores. Uh, I spend like 15 minutes. I set my alarm 15 minutes early just to check my phone, which is not healthy. I got to break that habit. Yeah. So basically it's anything you do for 15 minutes that doesn't make you feel better before, during, or after it. And I know you even put in our notes, like taking too long in the, in the bathroom, in the pooper. (laughs) Yeah. I bought Julia a sign. Is that like on our phone? Yeah, I okay. bought Julia a sign that says our bathroom is not an internet cafe, shit and split. Which if you're offended by that, I'm sorry, but I thought it's really funny. Which, by the way, terrible parenting moment. I bought that sign for her for Christmas. It's been in our bathroom and our bathroom is it's our bathroom. Our kids have their own bathroom. They rarely use our bathroom. And Henry was in our bathroom this past weekend and he learned the S word for the first time and used it in proper context, which I was pretty proud of, but then we had to have a conversation <laughs> and it backfired. So, so what's the last type? And then the last type is momentary acrasia. And this doesn't take much time out of the day. In fact, this is what I'm guilty of the most, uh, but it does destroy your attention span and the ability to focus. So most importantly, it replaces passive thinking, which is really important to your creativity. And this is like, do you check your phone when you're at a stop sign or a red light? Not good. Uh, opening apps whenever there is the smallest of empty moments during the day. Mm -hmm. So this can be, you know, do you check your phone in between reps while you're working out of the gym? Not good. Uh, While you're standing in line, are you on your phone? Wherever you are, where you just pull out your phone because you have just a couple seconds or minutes of downtime. And I am very, very guilty of this. And even as I'm speaking, I'm like, dang, I got to get this under control. Yeah. For me, it it gets out of control. So I know it's acrasia because I'll get a text, I'll look at it, but then I'll find myself like scrolling or opening up my apps because of routine. And it's 20 minutes later, I'm like, oh, this is just from glancing five seconds at a text I got. Now Mm -hmm. I'm I'm 20 minutes gone. 
Yeah. Uh, Julia confronted me. She's like, you're always on your phone. I'm like, I'm not at that bad. You're bad too. And then we go back and forth and then she'll like point it out when it happens. And I'll be like, no, I just got a text from Shanik. She's like, that text from Shanik was 20 minutes ago. And then I'm, dang it. It was 20 minutes yep. ago. I opened up ESPN and now I'm on TikToks and it's bad. So if you don't relate to those three areas of acrasia, how do you know if you struggle with acrasia? Well, real quickly, there's uh, five things. Mm -hmm. It's you can't define what you want. Have you ever thought about what you want and do you know how to portray what you want? Uh, you don't know how you're going to get from where you currently are to where you want to be. Uh, you believe the desired result is too far out of reach and the reward is too far off to even begin or start. Uh, someone else defined the should and you believe the lie. Hmm. As that's a big one. I should do this and that's somebody else's dream and vision and goal. And so then it becomes your should. Or uh, the last one is the benefit of the action are abstract and distant while other possible actions provide an immediate benefit. And diet is this most common thing of people putting it off in the future because they can't satisfy the cravings that they want the food that they want in that moment. So, wow. So honestly, I think we're all guilty. We, of this. We're all guilty. And at some point in our lives, some point in our week, we struggle with acrasia, probably yep. all of us, even our listeners. Um, so how do we beat it? Right. That's then the question. So we have this clarity with a word that can define what it is that we go through that we lose self-control. Yeah. Right. And so how do we beat this? Yeah. So, which I'm really glad we're going to talk about this because I don't want to just be those guys that use these words and talk about these things without giving you some type of a solution. So if you have been listening this far, thank you. But really, we want to challenge you around this idea of putting things in place to beat acrasia because this is not good. And I know we've had this yeah. conversation just this morning on this podcast topic, but I've got some serious things to apply to my life so that I am not just constantly passing time by scrolling or doing things that aren't productive now. And we're yeah. not saying you, you shouldn't have your time where you binge watch a show. No, sometimes you need to get away from real life and unplug and, and maybe watch that show or watch that sports game or read a book or whatever it is where you find enjoyment in from getting away from real life stress and chaos and whatever you're dealing with. So we're not talking about that. We're just talking about when they become habitual habits. Right. So, and some of the things that we're going to mention here and how to beat it, they're very simple. They're very practical. But at the end of the day, some of you, like we, might take some of these things and implement them. And we never know how drastic our life can change from some small decisions that we make. Yeah. And so I think it's really important. So we got three things in how to beat it. The and first they all thing, start with B. Yeah. The first thing is to become aware of distractions. Yeah. Become aware of distractions, right? Awareness is key. So like we talked about with our phone, what are those apps that really distract us? You know, so maybe we need to start deleting some of those, <laughs> um, going without internet, certain days, certain times, whatever it is. And you can actually structure that either on your phone, you can go through your router, you can implement things where at certain times of the day or at night, internet shuts off. I mean, mm -hmm. I know that sounds extreme, but if you're in that catastrophic acrasia, you might need some like extreme measures. I, I honestly think it. even if you're not in that catastrophic area, I think all of us would benefit from deleting some apps and going without internet or at least out without your phone or computer for a set yeah. period of time, maybe even daily. Yeah. I might be on the extreme site, but it's just become so a part of my life that I just realized it's unhealthy. Yeah, and I don't know if Android users have this, <laughs> but iPhone users 
like for me, it's every Sunday morning at 9 or 5 a.m. I don't know mm-hmm. when yours is set, but we get a weekly status report yeah. that tracks our habits and our phone usage. I don't. I turned mine off until last week because Julie was like, why don't you tell me how much you were on your phone? And then I showed her. I was like, it's not tracking because I was so embarrassed of how much time. Right. And so she made me turn it back on. And I'm like on the average yeah. seven hours a day on my phone. Honestly, I felt so shameful because it'll pop up with a time. And then, of course, you click it and go in if you yeah. want to. But the last few weeks, I've been so like, I don't know, weirded out by how much like time I've spent on my phone, like average per day. I don't mm-hmm. even want to say it on on the well, air. I just shared mine. What's yours? You didn't share yours. I just said it was about seven. Hold on, let's do you it right now. You didn't say for the anybody. Time. Hold on for <laughs> everybody watching. Time. I got if it. If you want to watch this part, pull up your screen time. I know right exactly now. what look. it is. I want. I'm going to show the screen. I'm going to show the people. Gonna I'm going to show them. Well, I'll just tell them then. So a week. I got this. Oh, not this, bad. Oh, this is just starting yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> Sunday at 9.05, it said your phone usage averaged out to almost exactly six hours a day last week. Oh, man. How do you how do you? That's look 42 at... hours. Yeah. That's almost Wait, 42 two... hours in, uh, in a week? Six hours per day. Oh, man. I don't know how to do this because my total screen time is saying seven hours and 45 minutes. I don't know what that means either. You mean since you've owned the phone? No, not since I, oh, there we go. Last week's average was seven hours and 17 minutes. Seven a day? hours and 17 minutes a day. Yeah. So I, mine was worse than yours. It was. However, my kids do use my phone for some screen time just on weekends though. But yeah, that's yeah. Not 49 great. hours worth. Hold on. 22 hours last week was spent on socials. Yeah, that's, that's not an, your kids. Uh, six hours on entertainment, so that's probably my kids, and then five hours on productivity. I spent eight hours on TikTok last week. Maybe TikTok's being deleted right now. <laughs> Dang it. That is a lot of, that's that's a yeah, full but, work day out of But things one, like this is exactly what we're talking about, becoming aware yeah. of the distractions. Yeah. You know, even things like, are spending and every year, December 25th, Christmas rolls around. It's not a surprise that it's coming, but on black Friday, people act like it's a surprise. Oh, I wish we had more money to spend on this or that, or to get our kids something, you know, nice or whatever. And yet you don't have the money, but you could have planned for 11 months leading up to it. Yeah. Things like that. Um, 50 bucks a month gives you $600 a year for Christmas extra. Yeah, there's do not disturbs on your phone. Do not disturbs have changed my life. And you should, if you don't already use the do not disturb, you should implement do not disturb. It My phone is on do not disturb. I can see right now on my computer, but it hasn't popped up. I have four text messages while we're recording this episode, but I wasn't disturbed by them. Right. And I do it during, I put the sleep do not disturb on when I'm sleeping so that I don't get any text messages, no even vibrations. You need to start implementing the do not disturb from your iPhone. Yeah. So, I mean, you actually called it the hour of power. It's the hour. Well, no. Okay. So I I do something different during the wake work day. So I'm the type of guy, if I get a notification on my phone, I look at it regardless of what I'm doing, unless I'm in do not disturb Mm because I obviously can't see it, but I call it the hour of power. It's usually from 145 to 245 every uh, day of the week. 
and I put my phone in do not disturb. And that is my hour of power. I'm getting everything else done for the rest of the day because I got to go leave. I got to leave the office at three to go pick up my kids. And so I know I've got that last hour and 15 minutes are zoomed in. I'm getting all my checklists, my to-do list. I'm organizing my to-do list for the next day, which we're going to talk about here in a, in a second. But yeah, I recognize that I get easily distracted. So I need that hour of that's when I sermon write every day. That's when I write my own stuff. So the hour of power, maybe you should implement some of that, but you got to become aware of yeah. your distractions before you can implement some things, which leads to number two. Yeah. Well, I was going to say one, one more thing with this becoming oh. aware, like also people don't go to the gym and they list excuses. Well, start becoming aware of those excuses or yeah. they don't know what to eat or they didn't buy the right ingredients at the, at the store to make a certain type of meal. So that, Hey, it's fast food night tonight, guys, things like that. So yeah. just becoming aware is so key. The second thing in how to beat acrasia is to build keystone habits. Yep. And what I mean by keystone are small habits that actually propel into greater habits or routine that are good for you. And yep. so these can be things as simple as make your bed in the morning. That could be a keystone habit for you. So when you get up, you're not checking your phone. You're not doing all these other things. You get up, you make your bed first thing. And then when your bed's made, you know, then you feel accomplished. But so then you'll go in and not only brush your teeth, maybe you will floss. You brush your teeth, you floss, you feel good. You go out, you smile, you have a better work day. You've talked like, so I'm saying little small keystone habits that are created every single day can lead to a more favorable day yeah. because you've implemented those few things. I love that. And this is creating start or creating. Wow. Create. These are creating small behaviors where you just start. And actually John Acuff has a great book. If you struggle with starting things, go get his book, start and be empowered by that. He also has a book called finish. If you struggle with finishing things, go get those, those, those two books, great resources for you. But yeah, start small and make it as easy as possible. So instead of saying, hey, I wanna get fit, so I'm gonna work out every day this week or five days this week, why don't you just start with two days? Because mm -hmm. anybody can work out two days in a week. So start small instead of like putting these yep. unrealistic goals yep. in a front A keystone of you. habit to work out could be, hey, the night before, I'm gonna set out my workout clothes, my shoes, so when I get up, they're there waiting for me. And that could become a habit that leads to Greater no. habits. Yeah. And the last one is this, is be intentional with follow through. Intentions don't mean anything unless you follow through. I can't tell you how many times I've had conversations with dads that they're like, I just want to be an intentional dad. I don't care about your intentions of being a good dad. Are you no. a good dad? Are you? Follow through with it. So in my opinion, how you do this, how you become aware of distractions, build keystone habits, and be intentional with follow through is I try to do the same thing in the day, like at the same time. So I work, I wake up at 6 a.m. That's my workout time every day. Well, five of the seven days I'm waking up at six to work out. And that is just a habit that I created. It was super tough the first couple of weeks, but now it's like easy. Now, obviously that sometimes changes depending on what my previous night is like, uh, past Sunday, we had a really late hockey game and I couldn't get up at 6 a.m. on Monday, the following day. So I'm just going to work out at 4 p.m. But for the most part, it's 6 a.m. So I have that habit. Also, the hour of power, like I said, 145, I'm in go mode. So guess what? I don't plan any meetings from 145 to 245 every day, except for uh, unless I have like a week's in, in advance. That's just me time to get stuff done. Yeah. So you just have to figure out, hey, make it routine or build a routine by getting some like help every day. 
yeah. don't know what I was trying to say. I was no, trying to say like get a schedule, like schedule it. Yeah. Set a bedtime. A set time every day. Set a bedtime. Yeah. Say, I'm going to go to bed this week at 10 p.m. every night and watch your life change. It really does yeah. matter. And that goes back to those keystone habits. Yeah. Um, implementing those. But I love what you said about intentions. Intentions can be good when it like is paired with follow through. Yeah. And exactly what you said, because everybody wants, you know, to um, be set up for retirement. Yeah. And they have great intentions, but unless there's follow through now, they're not going to get there because that is yeah. something that takes a long time, you know, the 20, yeah. 30 years of investing. Um, same thing with working out. People want to have a better looking body to be more healthy. They have great intentions, but they don't follow through on those intentions yeah. to get there. And so that's why I love why you, how you paired it. Intentionality with follow through. Yeah. Because I don't care about if you're a great intentional person. Are you a great follow through person? And just to close this episode, here's some things that I actually do. Besides my hour of power, I also have three types of to do lists. I have a personal and work to do list, but I have a today do list to do list. I have a this week to do list, and then I have a this month to do list. And the only reason why I break that up is because I do plan ahead, and there's things that are more important and whatnot. It's just really helped me. But at the end of every day. I write down the five most important things that have to be done for tomorrow. And I prioritize them in, in importance. And that has really helped me accomplish the things that I need to do as well as plan and take off this pressure of, oh, I didn't get to that. Well, I have this week to do it. So that's been really helpful. Also, my wife and I, since we changed our diet four years ago, on Saturday, we sit down together for about 30 minutes and we meal plan the entire week. We know, I can tell you this week what every single meal is for dinner because we have that set plan. Then I go grocery shopping on Saturday. And then Sunday, typically we spend about an hour or two meal prepping. Now, if certain lunches or dinners, we prep that all out. I make these little power balls for the morning because we're on the go, but I make those on Sunday so that I can eat them throughout the week. And so those are like intentional steps that we've actually have follow through on Thursdays because our, our week ends on Thursdays. So on Thursdays, I write out my must-to-do list for the following week. It, those are today, uh, day, single day to-do lists, mm -hmm. the week to-do list, and month to-do list. I, I recheck them every Thursday. Okay, did I do everything that I or I set out to, to accomplish this week? Did I, you know, add stuff to it? Did stuff get checked off? And that has really been super helpful helpful for me. Now I have one for business and for personal. And it's just what's worked for me. I really want to encourage you to figure out what works for you. Get good at writing to-do lists and, and figuring out what is important for you because I think that will really help you overcome acrasia. Yeah. So become aware, build those keystone habits, and then follow through. Be intentional, Be intentional but follow, follow through. through. So there you have it. That was acrasia, which is the state of mind in which someone acts against their better judgment through weakness of will. So hopefully now you know that. You can fight against that. Maybe you won't be someone with a weak will, but you can actually follow through and have some self-control in your life. So if this episode has blessed you, encouraged you, helped you in any way, why don't you go ahead and share that with a friend and have a conversation around it. And yep. just with that, know you're loved and there's nothing you can do about it.